We're now joined by Ward 7 Alderman Joe McMiniman. And Joe, I believe this is the first time that you've been on 92.7 right now. So that's good. Good for you. <laughs> Blasting them across all central Illinois. Yeah, exactly. Very big. Well, well, Alderman, you shared with us a, 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 the affidavit or some kind of a, a signature thing that Rick Lawrence had signed, you know, disavowing himself of the management of uh, the Ferguson Booth Building. Uh, what do you make of that? And does that is that a game changer for the council? That's a very important document, Chris and Greg. And uh, the mayor shared it with us yesterday. He he um, uh, emailed all the aldermen, and so that's when we got it. I, I was aware of it a few days um, before that, um, several days before that. And uh, Alderman uh, Andrew Proctor and I had a good conversation Tuesday night at uh, before the council started. And I believe at that time he had a, a copy of it in hand. He wasn't ready to move on the ordinance for the three buildings at the uh, corner of 6th and uh, Monroe, the uh, southwest corner there uh, at that time. But uh, Andrew and I did talk again last night, Chris, and uh, by phone, and um, he's, he said um, that he's going to make a, a motion to untable the ordinance uh, this coming Tuesday. So I think um, this is all very positive because this, that's such an important area of our downtown. It's an important project, and uh, it's, it's been uh, gummied up for a while, but uh, I think it's all going to come together now in a positive way. Just somewhat to reset for people just now catching all of this. This is the Ferguson Booth Building. It's an historic building downtown Springfield. Uh, what is it, like 11 stories or something like that? Yeah, the one is a, is a tall one and the two smaller buildings to the to the west of it. So there are tax increment finance dollars available in that downtown district. Uh, several years ago, Rick Lawrence got TIF money to start refurbishing that to have some higher-end apartment buildings and some other types of multi-use projects, including like a restaurant or something like that. But that was several years ago. Uh, the project kind of uh, fell apart throughout the years for a variety of reasons. There's been controversy about him not paying subcontractors enough. So now there's a new um, construction company coming in uh, that uh, there were questions of Rick Lawrence's um, involvement with that construction company. And that construction, the new con- company was requesting TIF dollars to continue the project. But some aldermen had concerns that Lawrence was still involved there. So the document we're talking about here is an, an, an affirmation of sorts. Um, and uh, it's signed by Rick Lawrence saying that he's not part of this project, uh, but he will be there to provide any kind of... Uh, you know, information about the building that he had uh, discovered uh, in his work with it. So he'll be he'll be available to just offer up any uh, any particular information he may have about the building. Is that the understanding of the document uh, as I as I read it? That's a good summary, Greg. And uh, you're correct that um, many aldermen wish to get a clear cut statement that uh, the former developer Rick Lawrence would be out of the picture. Um, aldermen are upset with him for a number of reasons. Um, the scope of the project shifted without a full um, approval by the city council and, and the, the, the bank at the time. And uh, meanwhile, he, on the assumption that he would get ultimate approval for the change of scope uh, on his project back then, um, union pension funds went unpaid as well as uh, vendors. Well, the, 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 the good news now is that these out-of-town developers are bringing a lot of money back in into Springfield and it'll be about a 10 million dollar construction project there won't be any there will be no release of new city tax dollars until the project is a hundred percent done that's just a um, a very key element to the the new agreement 
And then even then, um, once city uh, tax TIF tax increment financing dollars are put into the project, it'll be they'll be rolled in over a eight plus year time period. So it'll be slowly rolled in. And um, we do also have confirmation, Chris and Greg, that um, there is enough TIF money in the downtown uh, fund for this project and many other projects actually. And, and that's been a um, uh, that was a bone of contention for a while. We're getting different information from different people about how much um, of the city tax money would be available for this project. So it's all coming together. It's very positive um, to have construction activity. Yes, we're going into a, a recession apparently. And um, congratulations to um, all that have helped get this back together, including the home alderman Andrew Proctor. Um, he's worked on this diligently, and I, I'm, our mayor has also. I, clearly, I think uh, the key elements of the, of the agreement were put together by the mayor and uh, our city attorney. So, uh, but, but ultimately, do you think that this is going to be enough to get the naysayers to reverse course? Because from the the debate that we aired with the council roundup, it, it didn't sound like there was much support uh, to move forward with this. Well, you're correct. It was um, this is being brought back to life from the grave because um, you know there was a tabling of the project two weeks ago, three days, and um, you know when you table something, it takes a super majority to bring it back. And uh, what I got from our, my conversation last night with uh, the home alderman Andrew Proctor is that he thinks there is uh, he intends to make the motion, and he wouldn't make the motion unless he's talked with enough of the alderman to to believe that there are seven votes to take it off the table. Um, so I think uh, we're, we're hopefully we'll be good to go. Alderman, I know that uh, Lawrence had told uh, Bruce Rushton in the Illinois Times that he wanted his company, Siciliano, to have a shot at the construction work, even though he wouldn't be an owner on that. Is that basically with this affidavit off the table? That's correct. Um, no operational role, no financial role, no equity role. It's a pretty well-written uh, affidavit by... Uh, by Mr. Lawrence, um, it's it's comprehensive, and it's um, very explicit that he'll have no role except if they need him for you know uh, technical, uh, historical information like did did you have get a permit? What does the permit say for that? Which vendors were helping on that? Which vendors are paid, not paid? You know he'll give that type of information to the new developer. Alderman, uh, separately from this, there's other issue that uh, is likely going to come up, and uh, I would imagine some debate being had. Uh, Alderwoman Doris Turner and Sean Gregory, um, they're putting forward the, the measure to reform some policing efforts. Um, I haven't seen the measure, but uh, as WMAY is reporting, it would do things like banning chokeholds and uh, other types of restraints, uh, but it would also do something like not allowing for the use of um, uh, pepper spray or mace or something like that for crowd control, less lethal uh, things for crowd control unless the mayor explicitly approves that. Um, those are just two major elements. I'm sure there's other aspects of this. Uh, what kind of reforms do we need and, and should uh, should these types of things be put in place? Well, Springfield SPD in recent years has got a good record. We've had a long-term uh, chief uh, on the job now for five-plus years. I think he's got a good understanding of our police force, and we've got a pretty good record in recent years. I heard uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath on one of the other news talk uh, stations this morning earlier talking about this. Of course, he's a retired um, law enforcement officer in several capacities. His son is on the SPD force. 
I think he'll be um, very vocal about this issue. I think he wants us to be extraordinarily careful. I would prefer to see some state-level uh, reforms uh, initially than each municipality going off on their own. Um, but I'll, I'll look, I, like you, I have not seen uh, exact uh, proposals yet, uh, so I don't know what's coming. But I think we have to be careful, and uh, we, we want to support our, our local law enforcement here in Spring because they've done an extraordinarily uh, decent job under demanding stressful conditions. Um, you never know when someone's going to pop off, uh, when things are going to go from bad to worse, and um, you've got many different types of characters out there in different states of uh, being that are police need to deal with, and I think well, we want to show support, but, but be also be open-minded to our community um, having a, a say when we do see problems. But on the idea of using, like, pepper spray or mace, we saw an instance of that, uh, I haven't read, like, an official police report of it, but I saw the social media video of it, uh, of uh, that, that, uh, that, that shooting death outside of Wet Bar, where police were trying to get to the scene, a crime scene, uh, where somebody was shot, and people were getting up in the police face, and they had to, you know, uh, you saw some kind of agent being released, uh, looked like pepper spray or something. Um, wouldn't wouldn't that tie uh, the, the hands of police to make the decisions on the scene of, of these types of situations? Well, you're right. I saw a video of that in, in uh, situation you're describing a few weeks ago. And you're right. It, uh, you need instantaneous capability to react to the circumstances as they change. Now, if you want to have the mayor put out an order ahead of time, well, yeah, the mayor could put out a generic order that he delegates to the police chief authority or he delegates to every officer authority when they feel their life is threatened uh, or they feel the, the life or uh, danger is at risk of our community. So we don't want to have – I mean, it, I think um, it could just – uh, generate a generic order from our mayor, which doesn't change anything. Yeah, that, that, that's that, that's the thing there, and they, they do have options too. Uh, you know, obviously the taser and things like that. You know, that's not part of this ordinance. I mean, uh, you know, the, these these from what I understand, these are, that are being laid out in the ordinance have already been adapted uh, by Chief Winslow. Is there anything else that should be on this uh, list, Alderman McMillan? I don't know if they're going to go into the um, – there's that community review um, committee that looks at instances of police mis- misconduct. I think there's been some push for the subpoena power for that review committee, uh, which is made up of individuals from Springfield appointed by the mayor and approved by the city council. Um, that may have more um, – I want to look at that carefully. The subpoena power is something that's always been uh, denied to that review committee. Uh, but that, we'll have to just wait and see what, what's there, Chris and Greg. All right, Alderman Joe McGoonan, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks always for this invitation.